Thank you for tuning into Bible-Based Outreach Ministry Podcast. Welcome to Season 1. We truly believe that when we focus on building the community, God builds the church. So join us in this journey of ministry and faith and daily living. We look forward to sharing empowerment and the glory of God with you. If you'd like to support us, you can click on the support button and all donations and gifts are welcome. We welcome you to come visit if you're ever in the Birmingham, Alabama area, and we'd love to connect with you on Facebook. Just search us by typing in at symbol B-B-O-M or Bible-based outreach ministry. Be blessed, be encouraged, and know that you're never alone. God is always with you. Ask everybody to turn their Bibles back to the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 17, because those have, that have been the base scripture for the teaching that we've been doing, because as I told y'all that all my life, I've been made to believe that faith is just believing. Now, people used to tell me as a kid, all you got to do is have faith. All you got to do is believe. All you got to do is have faith. All you got to do is believe. But then as I really begin to study the word, and I really begin to learn that there's more to faith than just believing. And I told you that in the Bible, it says in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, it says, so then, faith cometh by hearing. So the first step in having faith is hearing. But we have to be uh, particular about what we are hearing. Because the thing is, the next part of that scripture says, watch this, it says, faith then cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So I told you the second process in the step of faith is identifying what you're hearing. And, and that identifying what you're hearing, you need to make sure that what you're hearing is from God. Because everything we hear is not the word of God. And everything we hear is not from God. So therefore, the first two steps is hearing and identifying. Now, the third step, and I'm going to have to change these two. Because I realized something. The third step is actually believing. Is that I hear, I identify what I've heard, then I have to believe what I heard. Amen? Well, what is believing? Believing really is accepting as truth or conveying the truth. Watch this. The Bible has two truths in them. One is a true statement, and the other one is a statement of truth. Now, over in the book of Job, it is true that Job said the Lord give it and the Lord take it away. Huh? But God does not take. God gives, but because it's written, it is a statement of truth, but it's not a true statement. You see what I'm saying? It's a statement of truth because it's in the Bible, but it's not a true statement. 
So in studying, we have to understand what is a statement of truth and what is a true statement. We, are we together? But now watch this. When I believe something is true, I'm going to act upon it. Hmm? But now watch this. If we understand something, believing and receiving works hand in hand. Hmm? Because in order for me to receive, I first have to believe. Hmm? I cannot receive without believing. Well, what do I have to believe? I have to believe that the word of God is the true word. Huh? And I have to identify that the word I'm hearing comes from God. Now, I thought about something this weekend. I'm guilty of saying this. I said that when somebody come and tell me that God said for them to tell me that first, I believe God would have told me first. And they would just confirm what God told me, right? You ever heard that before? Watch this. God had to deal with me on that. Because you remember when Moses' father-in-law came to him? Jephro? And he had saw how Moses was wearing himself out, serving the people from morning to night. Huh? Are we together? So when Jephro identified what was going on with Moses, he had a solution. Hmm? His solution was he went to Moses and told Moses, man, you know, you're going to kill yourself trying to serve every problem and every person from morning to night. He said, well, tell you what. Why don't you consult your God and you appoint some people to handle the smaller matters and all the larger matters they bring to you? Watch this. Moses didn't consult God, but he put the plan in effect himself and it didn't work. But then when he went back and consulted God, God gave him the same plan that Jephro gave, and it worked. But watch this. The plan that Jephro gave him didn't come from God. He told Moses to consult God, but it was him that saw what was going on with Moses. Now, I do believe that God gave him the instinct to come up with the solution. But the main thing he said to Moses was consult. So your God. Watch this. Well, that tells me that sometimes God can give a person the instinct to see what's going on and to analyze it and come to you and bring you the solution. But your thing is you got to go consult God. Hmm? We make it sense. So watch this. And I said, like I said, I was guilty of saying that. Well, when somebody come and tell me, God told me to tell you. Well, I believe now that yeah, God can give a person instinct to come and speak to you. But the thing is, is that, watch this, 
Regardless of what they come and tell you, you always got to go and consult God first. Hmm? So that's why I say you have to identify what you hear and make sure that it's from God. Because watch this. And I believe that what Jephro gave to Moses was from God because God gave him the same thing. Hmm? But now watch this. I said, before we can ever receive, we got to believe. You can't do one without the other one. Watch this. Let's go to Matthew chapter 21, verse 22. And we, and we quote this all the time. Very familiar. But one of the things is that we have to realize is that whenever Jesus talked about believing, he also talked about receiving. And they were both tied together. And in Matthew chapter 21, verse 22. Listen to what he said. He said, and all things. You know what it said? All things. Which means everything. Whatever it is that you're dealing with, whether it's uh, finances, relationship, children, work, uh, regardless. He said, in all things. Watch this. Whatsoever. Whatever it is that you need or whatever it is that you're requesting. Watch this. Whatsoever ye shall ask in where? Hmm? Ask in where? In prayer. Hmm? He said, whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer. Now, listen to the stipulation that he put on while you're asking it in prayer. He's, he's saying that even while you're asking, whatever you're asking in prayer, you got to be believing for what you're asking and receiving it while you're asking it. Huh? Look at that. He said, for whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. Well, what am I doing while I'm asking? I'm, I'm asking in prayer. But in prayer, while I'm asking, I'm believing and receiving that which I'm asking in prayer for. Where is that taking place? That is taking place in the spiritual. So in the spiritual, while I'm praying, I'm believing and receiving at the same time. Watch this. And while I'm praying, believing and receiving, what do I do after that? I wait for God to manifest it. But while I'm waiting for God to manifest it, I keep believing and receiving. See, a lot of times we'll ask, we'll believe, and we'll say, well, I'm waiting. But while I'm waiting, I still got to be believing and receiving in the spirit that which I'm asking for. Hmm? Watch this. 
He said, in all things whatsoever ye shall ask. He didn't say what you should ask. He said what ye shall ask. And where is, the, where is the event taking place that I'm asking it? It's taking place in prayer. Hmm? And believing while I'm in prayer, ye shall receive. I received it in my prayer. Well, you want me to prove it? Daniel prayed 21 days, right? And the angel that was bringing Daniel, what he was asking for, was fighting a spiritual battle trying to get to Daniel what he was asking for. The battle got so intense that with Michael, the, he had to come and give him some help to get it to Daniel. But when he got it to Daniel, he told Daniel, he said, God heard your prayer the first day. And the first day he heard your prayer, he was getting it to you. But Daniel, I'm glad that you kept praying. I'm glad that you kept believing and receiving what you was asking for because I was fighting a battle in the spiritual realm trying to get it to you, but it was already yours on the first day. Hmm? Believe, ye shall receive. Watch this. Let's go to John chapter 16, verse 23 and 24. See, because I've been hearing people say, well, I'm believing God, I'm believing God, but are you receiving what you believe? But are you receiving it in the spiritual? Hmm. Because I got to receive it in the spiritual before it will ever manifest itself in the physical. Now watch this. John chapter 16, verse 23 and 24. I'm going to deal with both of them. Watch this. This is, what he said. This is Jesus speaking because it's in red. This is what he said. He said, and in that day, ye shall ask me what? Nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you. This is what he said. Whatsoever. Now, first, he, in over Matthew, he said all things, right? Then after all things, he said whatsoever. But now here he said, whatsoever ye shall ask what? The Father, where? In my name. When I'm asking the Father in Jesus' name, what is I'm doing? I'm praying. Hmm? And when I ask the Father in Jesus' name, watch this. He will give it you. Well, when do he give it to me? He give it to me while I'm still praying. Because that is when I'm asking him, I'm asking while I'm praying, I'm believing while I'm praying, and I'm receiving while I'm praying, so he's giving it to me while I'm still praying. But listen to what he said. He said, hitherto, have ye asked? He asked him a question here. He said, have ye asked nothing in my name? Watch this. Ask, and ye shall what? Ask, and ye shall what? Well, I'm asking that. I'm asking in prayer. Whereas I'm receiving it. I'm receiving in prayer. 
Hmm? Watch this. Now, that your joy may be full. He said, what I'm asking for in prayer, what I'm believing for in prayer, what I'm receiving in prayer, is that my joy may be full. Hmm? Full mean what? Complete. Full mean whole. Huh? Now watch this. Remember I said that first, you got to hear the word. Second, you got to identify what you're hearing. And that what you're hearing is from God. Hmm? Third, you got to believe. Fourth, you got to receive. But now watch this. One of the biggest problems is, is that we've been hearing the word. We've been identifying the word. We've been Believe in the word. But you know what? We have the biggest problem in receiving the word. Because watch this. What is re to receive something? Watch this. Receive. Receive means to take or accept. It means to acquire. Watch this. Receive means to act in a particular way. Huh? Remember, we always said we are peculiar people. Hmm. I've been picked out to be picked on. Hmm. I'm particular. Well, particular people act in particular ways. Hmm. Watch this. He said to receive, to take or accept. Well, when I take or accept, where is I'm doing it at? I'm doing it in the spiritual realm. I'm doing it in the spiritual realm. Watch this. The Bible says, the heavens suffer violently, and the violently take us by what? Voice. So it means that when I receive, I take what God has for me. I accept what God has for me. And even though I don't see it right now in the physical, I know in the spiritual that it's still mine. That no devil in hell can stand against it. He can keep me from getting it because God told me I already had it when I prayed, when I believed what I was praying, and when I received it, when I was believing it. I said one of the biggest problems we have is that we don't receive the word. See, when I receive the word, the word becomes a part of me. It becomes the very essence of me. It becomes everything that I'm living for. It becomes every hope that I have. It becomes everything I do. I'm no longer controlled by me. I'm controlled by the word that is in me because the word has become my flesh. It says, what? In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And then November, it said, and the word became flesh. See, we have to make the word flesh because when we make the word flesh, our our flesh will die. Hmm? The only way we can defeat the flesh is through the word. 
And the word has to be engrafted in us, which means the word has to become part of us. The word has to be rooted and planted deep down inside. Watch this. Let's go to James. James chapter 1, verse 21. See, I said the word has to become alive. It has to become a part of you. It has to become your very essence. It has to become everything that you live for. Watch this. James chapter 1, verse 21. Listen to what he said. He said, lay up. He said, wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity or naughtiness. Watch this. When you lay all that aside, what he just mentioned, listen what he said, and receive and take hold or accept hmm, or take grass hmm, or start acting in a peculiar way. Watch this. And receive with meekness. See, now he's telling me how I'm supposed to receive the word. See, I'm supposed to receive the word with meekness. Why am I receiving it with meekness? Because Jesus was meek. So in order, because Jesus was meek, I have to receive his word with what? Meekness. Watch this. And receive with meekness the engrafted word. Wait a minute. What do engrafted mean? He said, I'm to receive with meekness the engrafted word. Huh? Watch this. Engrafted, engrafted. Engrafted is a shot, and a shot really was, have you ever seen when you cut a tree, when you cut a tree down? Huh? And you notice once you cut it down over a certain period of time, there'd be a little sprout that comes up in the very middle. That's where the shot is. It's that very little sprout that's springing up in the middle of that stump that is beginning to grow another tree. But now watch this. He said, a shot. Uh, say, young, watch this. It's inserted into, the split, in, into a split of stock, which the stock is the wood. It's inserted. You ever, you ever seen, a, I have to say, a maple tree? You ever seen a maple tree where it had that little split in it and then it had that little brown stuff coming out of it that looked like pulse? We think it looked like pulse, but actually it's, it's the, I, I call it the fluid that's coming out of it. What they used to do was, like even with, yeah, they used to take like uh, and split it and they would put a, uh, like, I'll say like a, like, a, like a faucet and put it in there. And when it builds up in there, they would turn it and, and the maple that was in there would come out. Huh? But now watch this. He said that, watch this, it's a split from which it received sap. Now we were talking, that was the word I was looking for when I said fluid, sap. You ever seen sap running out of a tree? Because that tree has a split in it and that sap is running out of it. 
Then they would take that, they would take, like I said, I'll call it a faucet and put it in there. And when it builds up, they turn it on and let it come on out. But now watch this. Engrafter also means something that is stitched into something else to make it. You, I'm going to give you a good example. You remember, I don't know if y'all remember the Karate Kid, the original Karate Kid. You remember uh, Mr. Uh, what's his name? Yeah, Mr. Miyagi, the old man. That he had those bonsai trees. And you remember one of them had got split down the middle. You remember he took and he turned and he and he tied some shoestring around it. And what it did, well, when he tied that shoestring around it, when it started back growing, it started back growing together, but they were both going upwards. So therefore, they began to take root again into each other. So that was the way the engrafted word is meant to take root in us and become a part of us so that we grow in the word and the word grows in us and it get to where you never know there was two, but there's one. Hmm? Watch this. Watch this. He said, and receive with meekness the engrafted word. Well, what? The... There's a purpose for us to receive with meekness the engrafted word. Why? It's because it's the engrafted word which is able to save our soul. Hmm? See, the only thing that's going to save us is the word. Hmm? That's the only thing. But the word, in order for it to save us, has to be engrafted in us. It has to be so much a part of us that you no longer see me, but you see the word that is in me. Hmm? And they ain't talking about just quoting scriptures. They ain't talking about just quoting scriptures. Because we got too many people that can just quote scriptures. But the scriptures they quote ain't engrafting into them. The scriptures they quote hadn't became a part of them. The scriptures they quote, they hadn't become a doer of what they're saying. Hmm? He says, this is what he said, which is the engrafted word is able to save your souls. Now he's talking collectively about everybody, but I have to take this personally because he said, which is able to save your souls. It has an S on the end of it, which is plural, which means more than one. But see, watch this. I take the, the engrafted word and allow it to grow in me. I grow in it, and it is able to save my hmm? Not that I'm not trying to save other, uh, help other people get saved. But watch this. If me and you was in a boat together, and something happened and the boat turned over. And you can't swim. And I can't swim. We both going to drown together. But watch this. If we're in the boat together and the boat turned over. And you don't know how to swim. I know how to swim. So therefore I can save myself. And because I know how to swim I can save you too. Hmm. So first of all, I got to let the engrafted word save me first. Then once the word save me, then I'm able to help you get saved. How am I able to help you get saved? Because I'm able to help you more realize now that as, just as I needed the engrafted word in me, you need the engrafted word in you.
So like I say, you got to kill. You got to identify. You got to believe and receive. Watch this, and I'm getting ready to close. Watch this. I remember when people used to say, well, everybody ain't going to heaven. Oh, what? Yeah. Say, everybody ain't going to heaven. You know, like, I used to buy that for a long time. But then I read a scripture, and it tells me, watch this. Well, how important is it for me to have the engrafted word in me that it may save my soul? How's it going to do it? Hmm? Now watch this. We all talked about it. And you look at all down further in James right there. It always is talk about the engrafted word, but then it talk about being what? A doer of the word and not just the hearer only. And as I told you, that after we, after we hear, identify, believe, receive, then we got to trust it. Hmm? We got to trust it. Then after we trust it, we got to act upon it. And that's what he's talking about in the very next verse when he said, watch this, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. Because when you're not a doer of the word and you're just a hearer only, the only person you're fooling is you. Hmm? Because don't he say you're deceiving yourself? So you can't tell me that you got faith and that you, your faith is not allowing you to do the word. Hmm? Because he said, don't only be hearers of the word, which is the word, faith come by what? Hearing. So he said, don't just say that you're a hearer of the word, but you also got to be a doer of the word. Because if you're not doing both, the only person you're deceiving or fooling is yourself. Hmm? Watch this. But now let's go. Yeah, let's go over to... Uh, 2 Corinthians right quick. I'm getting ready to close. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17. Let me look at something right quick. 5, 5, 5. Okay, yeah, I'll I, I go and use that one. Yeah, this is what it says. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. It said, therefore, if any man in Christ, I don't like that word be, because it's italicized. But he said, therefore, if any man in Christ, which means I'm in Christ, hmm? Christ is in me. So therefore, because I'm in Christ, Christ in me, all that you see is the Christ that is in me. Watch this. A new creature. Where it says he, which is the man that is in Christ, a new creature. He said old things that that man that is in Christ are passed away. But he said, behold, the man that is in Christ, all things are become new. So the word is what changes me from the old to the new. Huh? 
It's the word that changes me from the old to the new. Because you remember we talked about the engrafted word and what the word does, it takes something that is old, that had been damaged, that had been torn, and it brings it back together and it makes it new. Huh? That's what the word does. The word makes me new. Old things. What is the old things? The old things is the old me. Hmm? The old things is all the old stuff I did. Huh? But now I'm new. Because I'm in Christ, Christ is in me, and I allow the word which is engrafted in me from Christ become my flesh. Hmm? Now, but watch this. My looks hadn't changed. See, when the old folks used to say, I looked at my hands, and my hands looked new. I looked at my feet, my feet looked new. They were talking about spiritual, not physical. They were talking spiritual. Because, watch this, that's still the same hand I had before I got saved. That's the same hand I had after I got saved. But that's not the hand that used to do the stuff that he used to do. Huh? Because that hand now want to do new stuff. It want to do stuff it ain't never did before. See, because the old stuff that that hand did, it no longer want to do it because that old stuff has passed away. Hmm? But because the spirit that is moving that hand, now it wants that hand to be used to do something new in Christ Jesus. Huh? Watch this. Oh, man. Lord, I thank you. Oh, thank you. Yes, sir. See, we have to understand that the word have to be not only believed, but it have to also be received. And the biggest problem we're having in ministry and churches today is that we got people that are going sitting, they hearing the word, hmm? they identifying the word, they believe in the word, watch this, but they're not receiving it. Because why, when you receive it, you would go do that which you believe. Huh? See, I can't tell you that I got the word in me and you don't see anything about the word coming out of me. Hmm. But I can tell you what I'm claiming. I can tell you what I'm naming. But can I tell you what the word has called me to do inside? Hmm. See, because the manifestation of the word takes place inside first. It takes roots inside first. Well, what are my fruit? My fruits are that which is produced from the word that is in me that starts showing on the outside of me. So therefore, when I have the fruits of the spirit, it's the word that has grown in me. And it's only producing or manifesting what the word has produced in me. Hmm? 
I like when Jesus said the word is like a seed that is planted. When a seed planted and it receives the right amount of water, the right amount of nurturing, once it comes up and grows, it starts producing that which was inside of it. Huh? Well, why our word is not, if we got the word inside of us, then why is not producing it? Huh? Goodness, meekness, kindness, generous, mercy, grace, temperance, patience. Huh? Why we're lacking in all of those things? Hmm? Uh-huh. You want, you know what? I like to ride down the road sometime when I'm in my truck. And I be looking at people and be looking at the way they be reacting in traffic and stuff. And I say to myself, Lord, I want to be a Christian. Hmm? Oh, well, I'm not trying to judge them, don't get me wrong. But I'm just, I'm just going by what I see. I've seen people sitting in their cars cussing. Something awful. But why? If you're sitting in traffic, you ain't going nowhere. Huh? Come on. You can't move till the folks in front of you move. What you going to do, run them all over? But I wonder myself, I said, Lord, I wonder, are they a Christian? Huh? Uh, were they at church Sunday? Did they receive what they heard? Did they believe it? Hmm? When they heard it? Huh? Well, are they acting like it? Hmm? Are they acting like it? See, because the word will cause me to act out that which I believe. Hmm? Will call me See, because when I received it, when it became a part of me, when it got rooted deep down inside of me, and I told God, I want you to your fullness. Hmm? I want to know everything about you. I want to feel all the intensity of you. Hmm. I'm like Marvin Wilder or Marvin Sapp when he said, I want to know you in a way that I've never known you before. Hmm. Yeah. See, that's what the word do. The word make you thirst for more. It make you hunger for more. And the more you eat, the more you drink, the more thirsty and the more hungry you are because you keep, you, your appetite just keep getting full and filled. And you want more and more and more and more because one thing you never can get enough of is the word. You want to receive it. It got to be a part of you ever had a package to come to the house? Huh? The postage man standing there with the package. And he's telling you, I got this for you. You look, you get, you, you. And, and now day and time, we hesitate about opening the door. Because we want to know, well, if that's really you. Hmm? Because let's be real, we got some folks out there now impersonators. Come acting like they bring you a packet and they rob you. So therefore, I want to see some credentials. Jesus had credentials. 
Whoo, thank you. Yeah, Jesus had credentials. Because they say everybody that went to him, they heard about him. And they heard about what he was doing. And because not only they heard about what he was doing, they heard about the results that was taking place. Hmm. Son of David, have mercy on me. Man, shut up. He cried the more loud. Watch this. See, there's going to be some time when you're around people and you're needing God to do something for you desperately in Jesus' name, and there's going to be some people telling you to shut up. That's when you cry louder. That's when you study harder. Huh? That's when you go deeper. Hmm. Because it's down inside. It's drawing on you. Huh? He said, out of your bellies shall flow rivers of living water. The more you draw out, the more going to be in. Because it's a never-ending flow. That's the way the word is. It's a never-ending flow. Watch this. He said, when you get into the word and the word get into you, you can ask my father whatever you want to. And you asked it in my name. Well, what is my name? My name Jesus. I'm the word. Huh? And that what he said? When you asked in my name, and what's my name? My name Jesus. And Jesus is what? The word that became what? Flesh. Huh? So whatever you ask the father in my name, because you're in the word and the word is in you. That whatsoever you ask when you ask it in prayer, believe it while you ask it in prayer and receive it while you believe in it in prayer. Then it manifests itself. You know what? Yeah, I, 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 got to, I, got, I got to get this last one out, and I'm not even going to go to it, but watch this. The Bible teaches, remember I said that this, people you say that we all ain't going to heaven. And I told you all this before. The Bible said that we must give an account for every deed done in this body. Well, what body? This body. That we, may get, that we have to give an account for every deed that is done in this body. Watch this. Then they say, whether good or bad. Right? They say, whether good or bad. Where is that taking place at? In heaven. Huh? So if he said that we, all of us, got to give an account for the deeds that we do in this body, whether they good or bad, then that means that we all got to appear before him in order to give an account. Now watch this. Y'all know my question. We all going, but it's up to you how long you stay there. Huh? So we all going, but it's up to you how long you stay there. Amen? Amen. Let your God have a prayer.
thank you for tuning in. We trust that this message encouraged you and empowered you. Be sure to click that share button because we know that you know someone else that needs to be encouraged. Walk in faith, know that you are loved, and we'll chat with you next time.